Welcome to Atlanta on Air. I am one of your co-hosts, Cam Marino. This is my second podcast on the Atlanta on Air show. Once again, I'm doing a solo piece tonight. Um, and for tonight's topic, I'm going to be diving into a couple of fits that that I see as, as perfect fits for the Atlanta Falcons um, in, in the 2021 NFL Draft. Um these fits come from a lot of things. Uh, they come from positional thresholds, uh, you know, histories b- behind these coaches that are drafting them. Uh, for example, like defensive backs and Dean Pease's system, running backs and Arthur Smith's system, uh, etc. Um, comes from uh, obviously comes from tape review, uh, film review, all twenty-two, um, and a lot of these are are fits that 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 make sense beyond the surface. So. Obviously, you look at, at, at a guy like Najee Harris, um, and you're like, oh, he's a fit because he's built like Derrick Henry, um, and, and we all know how good Derrick Henry was under Arthur Smith. Um, but nonetheless, uh, these fits are, are fits that, that I came up with through extensive research, film review, um, and just a lot of background, uh, background knowledge. Um, so, so obviously, uh, Trey Lance is one of those guys that that I think fits the scheme really, really well. Um, you know, Arthur Smith has his offense built around his quarterback being mobile uh, and, and his quarterback being able to run. Um, and, and obviously Trey Lance is, is, is really, really good at that. Um, Trey Lance took a lot of snaps from under center in college. Um, offensive coordinator Tyler Roll, um, former NFL running back, played for the Seahawks under Gus Bradley uh, when he was their head coach, I believe. Um, so, so he kind of has the idea of pass principles, pass pro, uh, j- just that, just the kind of pro ready system. Uh, and he brings that to North Dakota state. Um, Trey Lance is, from a mental makeup standpoint is flawless. Um, you're not going to find a guy in this draft class who's more prepared, uh, and, and who's more established mentally than Trey Lance's, um, you know, his quarterbacks coach Quincy Avery talks about how his charisma is through the charts. Um, and, and how he, you know, he's one of the guys he loves to work with. Um, and he's, he's just one of those no drama guys. You don't have to worry about what he's going to do off the field. Um, and as far as on the field, he's going to produce for you. Um, and, and obviously the scenario in Atlanta where he's going to have to probably ride the pine for one or two years, uh, that, that fits for, for the type of player that Trey Lance is. Uh, he's got all the tools. Uh, he just needs a coach to put the polish together uh, and, and add all the things to make the final domino effect makes sense. Um, so the pro-ready system in North Dakota, uh, North Dakota State, is very similar to the principles that that Arthur Smith ran in Tennessee. Um, you know, you've got the play action and the wide zone running scheme, which I'm going to talk about later. Um, and, you know, just trusting your quarterback's arm and his legs uh, was kind of a staple in the Tennessee offense. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill had an out a breakout season in, in, in uh, Tennessee, um, and he, he produced uh, quite a bit with his legs. Um, I, I got to double check, but I believe he had 11 touchdowns on the ground uh, at Tannehill. Um, I read that on Twitter somewhere, um, so that's certainly impressive, and I think a guy like Trey Lance can probably accomplish similar fe- uh, you know, similar things uh, that, that Tannehill did because they're sort of the same player. Uh, actually... You know, oddly enough, Ryan Tannehill is a pretty decent pro comp for for Trey Lance. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think I think the pieces are kind of being built up together for Trey Lance um, as far as where he stands in the NFL draft. 
Uh, it seems know that that he's sort of a raw prospect, um, but he has all the tools he needs. Uh, he just has to, you know, have them. Like I said earlier, he needs to have them put together by a strong-minded coach. Um, and, and luckily, Arthur Smith is, you know, he's prided on his ability to develop and, and kind of, you know, attend to the needs of his developmental quarterbacks. Um, and so his offense in North Dakota State. Uh, it's kind of built around succeeding in the pros. Uh, Tyler Roll's a new offensive coordinator, um, but you know, like I said, he he has experience in the NFL game. Uh, he's experienced playing at, at a position where the the pass pro concepts are, are really important. Obviously, at the running back position, you got to understand, uh, you know, identifying blitzes, identifying the mic, um, identifying if, if if strong safeties are shooting the gaps, uh, stuff like that. Um, and so. That's certainly going to be important in, in Arthur Smith's system, uh, who uses several running backs, 11 personnel, 12 personnel, 21 personnel, 22 personnel, all that good stuff. Um, so so with that being said, obviously Trey Lance is one of those guys uh, that I think is a key-to-door fit in, in Arthur Smith's system. Um, and obviously, you know, from a Terry Fontenot perspective, from his eye, um, He's flawless. He's a flawless prospect. You're not going to worry about him off the field, like I said. No character concerns, no maturity issues. Uh, in fact, he, you know, he's prided on his maturity. So that's um, that's certainly a benefit from the eyes of Terry Fontenot. They obviously sent a large contingency. So it was Pro Day, uh, Dave Ragone, Terry Fontenot, Arthur Smith. So there's some sort of, there's some interest there. Um, definitely, definitely something to monitor. Um, but. As far as a perfect fit, I'm not sure you're going to find one as good as Trey Lance. Uh, you know, his his deep arm ability is going to fit with what what Arthur Smith wants in the play action game. Um, like I said earlier, his his ability to move on the ground, move the compass laterally and horizontally. You know, so northeast southwest, you can move every direction. Uh, and he's a smart player. You got to be smart in the play action game. Um, so yeah, so Trey Lance is one of my perfect fits. Uh, sticking with offense, uh, UNC running back Michael Carter. I mocked him to the Falcons um, in my in my recent mock, my last podcast. Um, similar to North Dakota State, uh, UNC has similar uh, principles to the Arthur Smith offense. Uh, the wide zone scheme, the use of multiple tight ends, play action, rollouts. Um, but as far as running backs go, uh, their running back scheme is is almost uh, identical to what the Falcons run, or at least what the Titans ran in, in 2020, um, and what the Falcons are going to run in 2021. Um, so it's the wide zone system. It's the ability to have your tight end, you know, tread out wide, and, and the running back has to read the blocks and either cut in, cut out, or or cut the other way, uh, which is the, obviously the three options of cutting. Um, and, you know, some of these things I've mentioned in, in previous podcasts, um, in my previous podcast, excuse me, um, you know, the three options of cutting it and Michael Carter. Um, and the same goes for Javante Williams. Um, but I think Michael Carter, and this is kind of interesting with the Falcons signing Mike Davis, I think Michael Carter plays a lot like Mike Davis. Uh, it's your ability to, to, to step up in the pass game, um, not only as a receiver, but as a, as a blocker. Uh, I think Michael Carter has the ability to block as well as he does to have as well as he has the ability to receive. Um, and he's also, he's a hard-nosed runner. Uh, you know, it's hard to compare guys to Michael Turner um, because Michael Turner's, you know, one of the Falcon greats. But he has that kind of mentality. He kind of has that hard-nosed, gritty, downhill running style that, that the NFL is kind of growing into. Um, and and I, especially in the Falcons' offensive system, 
the ability to be hard-nosed and cut inside and find gaps and blow through gaps that are small, that's going to be important for the Falcons. Um, and you kind of see how they're building their offensive line. Uh, you know, I think Arthur Smith talked about how he liked Chris Lindstrom um, as one of the guys that, that he was really impressed with when he first uh, entered the Falcons building. Um, and he's kind of one of those guys that's going to do, do, you know, do you a favor in the pass game and the run game. He's a strong guy, strong anchor. Um, and so, you know, just judging by the addition of Mike Davis, um, I think himself and, and Ahmad Bradshaw is another name that I can compare, uh, the, the play style of Michael Carter to, um, but yeah, he's just a physical, hard-nosed runner, but he's also crazy explosive. So the build, you know, the, I, I couldn't tell you how big he is off the top of my head, but just looking at the film, um, you know, he's not the tallest of running backs, but he's 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 explosive as hell. So he's, you know, he's got almost no tread on his legs because uh, he shared the backfield with Javante Williams, but, you know, he's a fresh, explosive, hard-nosed, physical downhill runner, that has experience in the same offensive scheme um, as Arthur Smith is uh, planning on, on employing in Atlanta, uh, to my assumption. Um, another fit, um, and this is one that not many people are talking about, and I put it on my Twitter today, uh, is Michael Mennett. Uh, he's a center from Penn State University. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that, that you watch his tape, uh, and, and he makes so much sense for your team. Um from a film standpoint, the dude is a key to door fit, and I know I say that that term a lot, um, but I was I, I was really confident in 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 his ability to to kind of fit next level to what Arthur Smith wants. Uh, just judging by film uh, between the twenty twenty Titans and the twenty twenty Penn State Nittany Lions, I think their offenses are literally the exact same. I mean, I I think the they, Penn State uses the wide zone system. Equally as much as 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 the uh, the Titans did, or the Titans did, uh, you know you'll see their you'll see their offensive line, you know, anchoring one way um, and the running back following, um, and and that's that's the principle of the wide zone system, um, you know the the, the offensive line is going to anchor one way, they're going to move their body to the right, and they're all going to shift to the right, or they're all going to shift to the left. The running back's kind of going to read the gaps. Uh, you know, if, if the defensive line is too gapping and they choose to go inside, usually, you know, usually the defensive line, then if they crash the A gap or crash the B gap, the running back decides to blast out wide. Um, but if they crash C or D, uh, the running back can choose to go inside. And that's exactly what Penn State, you know, ran as far as their offense. Um, Mennett has a really, really, really strong anchor, uh, especially in the passing game, um, so I think, you know, looking at a guy like Ben Jones, who was the, the Titans safety for about four or five years, starting safety, uh, and I believe four or five years is, is the correct anecdote, uh, they, they, they play so similarly. You know, you look at Mennett and you're like, holy crap, like they're, he, like Arthur Smith is going to get his, his Ben Jones 2.0. Uh, I think they're built like exactly the same. Um I think Mennett, uh, and this is uh, a top of my head um, guess. I think Mennett is six four three oh six, and 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 uh, Ben Jones is I think six three three oh five. 
So, so if anything, minute minutes build kind of gives you more flexibility. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, you throw his all 22 tape, um, this is a guy who, who isn't getting a ton of recognition and he's probably an early, early day, early day three, late day two type of guy. Um, but I, I, I stand firm on my belief that the Penn State system and the, the Falcons 2021 system and the Titans 2020 system, they're like literally identical. Um, like it's actually crazy. Like I, I thought I was watching the Titans. I, I threw on uh, Penn State 2020 OL versus Michigan um, and everything I saw in, in Mike and Mike Almenet, I saw in Ben Jones in, in Tennessee. It's the strong anchor. Uh, the ability to you know to find jobs when there's nothing there, um, and the ability and I'm forgetting the word um, when when the offensive line um, you know shifts one way, um, lead block, uh, their lead blocking to the right to the left, Menet did that a lot in, in Penn State, um, and so you know obviously a flawless character. He's a two-time captain at, at Penn State, um, and he was voted by his teammates on the matter. Didn't work out at his pro day today. I believe he put up 26 reps on bench. However, didn't run the 40. I'm not sure why why he didn't uh, participate in those uh, drills. Um, but nonetheless, on the field, off the field, perfect fit. Uh, I think an interest, an, an important uh, um, trait for the, for this year's uh, draft class and and the following is that it, it seems like Terry Fontenot puts a really really big importance on culture, uh, and not not only winning culture but establishing a culture of guys with high character high morale who guys who were just raised well um and so you know men being a, a center uh and with penn state you know developing guys that are always in the nfl i think it's important to know that he was a two-time team captain um he kind of fits the leadership agenda that terry fontenot has been pushing uh you know they the eric harris signing uh he's a team leader uh lee smith uh, he came because he liked what Atlanta was developing as far as culture, or at least he was traded and spoke on how he liked the culture that was establishing in Atlanta. Um, Mike Davis, you know, the, the, the he, sp- he spoke about, you know, the actually, I don't know. I don't believe he spoke yet, um, but judging by his tweets, uh, it seems like he's, you know, he's kind of ecstatic about joining the culture of Atlanta. Obviously, he's homegrown Atlanta guy, but... Um, uh, you know, I think the, I think the, the the biggest the biggest thing to keep an eye on is is what type of agenda is this front office pushing? Um, and it's smart, tough, and and good kids off the field. More than anything else, it seems like Fontenot wants you to be able to hold yourself as a man. Um, because you know you're not going to draft a guy who's who's going to end up getting arrested two months later. Um, you don't want to end up with another Isaiah Wilson, uh, who you bank on end of the first round type of guy, um, can't stay out of trouble. Um, so, so it just seems like obviously Arthur Smith and, and the latter, uh, um, you know, they put a high importance on, on, on having high character and every team wants guys with high character, but it seems like in particular, Terry Fondo puts an extra stress on guys with high character. Uh, and Michael Mennett from a standpoint of high character, uh, fits fits really well. Um, and obviously on the field, uh, perfect scheme fit. Like I said, Penn State and Titans and the Titans ran the same offense, uh, literally exactly the same. Um, you know, same personnel groupings, same running scheme, uh, same quarterback. Honestly, like like Sean Clifford played like Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know, they did like QB options where the quarterback could take it. 
like through the A gap, through the B gap, or or he can take it out wide and just have his running back serve as a lead blocker, or have an H back in the backfield, lead, uh, serve as a lead blocker. So it's it's a lot of the similar concepts, um, and and I think it's important for for the team to narrow down because if they if they really didn't want to you know if they didn't view scheme fits as as really important and they just wanted certain types of guys on the offensive line they'd probably just keep Matt Hennessy but it sounds like the Falcons are in the market for a center um and that's the biggest thing so you look at Matt Hennessy and you're like why would the team want to move on from him and 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 really the only solution is that he doesn't fit what they want to do so you look and you look at the flip side of the card and you're and you're gonna say well let's look for a guy who will fit what they want to do and from a fitting standpoint Honestly, Michael Mennett is one of my favorite fits, um, and I'm not even sure how to pronounce his first name. I just, you know, I just look at the tape. Um, it's spelled M I C H A L, so it's either Michael, Michael, or whatever it is. Uh, he's a, he's a good fit nonetheless. On the defensive side of the ball, um, Wyatt Hubert is one of my guys, um, but I already spoke about him in my in my. Uh, in my past podcast, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up another name that I haven't spoken about yet, which is James Wiggins, who's a center out of Cincinnati. Uh, Wiggins fits the Dean Pease uh, safety threshold, which is about uh, to my calculations. I believe he the majority of his safeties um, were between five eleven and six one, um, and two hundred nine and two hundred fourteen pounds. Um, so as far as the, the, the size threshold, uh, Wiggins comes in at six foot, uh, flat and 205 pounds. So he's a little bit under the weight threshold. Um, but he plays like a, like a, like a DNP safety. Um, he's super, super versatile. Um, guys rave about his ball skills. Um, he has up rational on hip power. Uh, he's one of, uh, Bruce Feldman's, uh, freak list nominees, Three-time guy on that list. Um, he's a good blitzer, uh, which which Dean Pease values a lot in his safeties. Um, and so, kind of like you know, the, the the thing that I've been driving on today and, and in the past couple weeks is, do these guys fit? You know, we need guys that fit. They're letting guys like Keanu Neal, who I thought fit the system, they're letting him walk. They're letting KZ, who didn't really fit the system, walk. It, it, it you know read between the lines the, the team wants to capitalize on guys that fit what they want to do so from that standpoint you got to start zoning in on guys that fit the scheme fit you know you got to look look at look at the roster that 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 Dean Pease had and you know you had Kenny Vaccaro and and uh, I'm blanking on his on his counterpart's uh, name uh, Kevin Bayard. Uh, you you look at them and and you gotta you gotta say what type of prospects or who in the free agency is gonna emulate that type of guy or you look at the, where their best defensive uh, where you know Dean Pease's best defensive uh, players were and what year and you look at the 2013 Baltimore Ravens and they had a really good defensive season um, I couldn't tell you who his his starting free safety was maybe Eric Weddle. Um, and then you got you look at a guy like Chuck Clark, who was one of the safeties in the following year, who's still in Baltimore, and you've got these five eleven, six foot, you know, thumpers who have range, but they also have hip power. And so that type of that type of threshold that fits right into James Wiggins' breadbasket. Um, like I said, he's an aggressive uphill, downhill safety. 
uh, super useful on the blitz. Uh, you can utilize him, cover one, maybe cover two, definitely. Uh, put him in the box, serve as a like a strong side, weak side linebacker. Uh, you you can rush him off the edge, uh, you, you, which you could obviously do at the weak side linebacker position, or uh, excuse me, strong side linebacker position. Uh, most of these strong side linebackers, you know, pass rush anyway. Um, but but as far as as a fit, James Wiggins, it, he he fits really well. Um, the Cincinnati safeties just have they just have like that mentality, man. Like both of those guys up there, they just play hard, uh, and 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 I think. I think what Dean Pease loves in his guys, and I and I, I know a quote from Kenny Vaccaro. He said something about uh, himself that Dean Pease loved was that he he was a no nonsense guy. He'd come in, put his head down, and work. He wouldn't talk, you know. He would just do his job and, and, and do it well. Um, and and that's kind of what James Wiggins is, and that's kind of what both of the Cincinnati safeties are. Uh, but especially James Wiggins, he's a perfect scheme fit. Uh, very versatile, which is definitely. Uh, uh, you know, Hadeen P's favorite of, of uh, a hypothetical favorite of Wiggins's. And um, so that's, that's one, um, one guy that I think, I think fits really, really well, um, especially on the, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and then another, this is, so this is interesting to me. So I brought, I brought him up earlier in my, in my previous pod and that, that was Hobson Asiroldine. He he he's a little taller than the threshold that you see at, at the Dean Pease, uh safety class. Um, so he's six four, and and um, I believe the closest in recent memory that's come to that type of size is Dan Krugshank, who was drafted as a corner, um, but they moved him to safety. Uh, I think he's like ah, I couldn't tell you. I think he's I think he's like six three, maybe six two. Uh, I think yeah, it's only six two, um, so it's important. It's also important to know that that just recently Terry Fontenot was talking about. He said you want to you want to know the difference between drafting guys who you know will fit your system and drafting guys who you know are good players. So so they definitely have a margin between this guy is going to fit really well and this guy we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna bank on fitting really well. And so the guys that they're gonna bank on usually are gonna be those high high round picks because you know those are less flexible as far as how it looks to you, uh, how it looks on your resume. Uh, because if you're drafting an athlete in the second or third round who who's used to playing in a three four, um, and and you're you're a nickel team, you're gonna have to hope you know that his athleticism can translate to scheme versatility. Which is not always the case, um, and and that's not to say that that Hamza is not a good fit, um, but he's kind of one of those guys that on paper is more of uh, an athletically sound fit uh, than than a scheme set point fit. So what that means is, you know, he 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 can blitz uh, and he's athletic enough to cover tight ends, but is that what Dean Pease is looking for? Um, you know he he's you can put Hamza a lot of places and that's the reality and I think he's a really good fit um but I think he's you know 
I think he's one of those guys that that they're gonna bank on maybe uh, and fitting fitting in their system because he's so good that you know he's so athletically sound and he's so like talented that that he's one of those guys that's kind of easy to bank on and in, in fitting especially because defensively especially if you're a versatile safety most of these defensive schemes work for you anyways um, so at that point Hamsa while he doesn't fit the the, the size threshold that DMPs typically likes at his safeties. Uh, I think athletically, uh, from an on-field standpoint, and just looking at his intangibles and his characteristics, I think he's one of the guys that fits. Um, but I wouldn't say he's a perfect scheme fit. Um, I would say he's a he's a really, really good fit athletically. Um, athletically meaning, you know, his change of direction, his explosiveness, his, his speed, uh, that type of stuff. More... More than you know his his ability to play free safety in a four three or his you know his ability to play in a multiple set his ability to play weak side linebacker in a pinch that type of stuff I think he's more of a fit uh, just looking at his build rather than looking at his film um, and then because two of these defensive names I brought up were kind of uh, just subtopics. Another name that I view as a perfect fit is LSU linebacker slash safety Jacoby Stevens. Uh, the, the guys and I on on on, on air we're, we're in love with this guy. Um, we really think he can play both linebacker and safety at, at a pretty high position, uh, a high level. Excuse me. Uh, he's super explosive, huge arms, super super athletic. Um, he's he's rangy, uh, which is which is really important uh, because he's like six three two twenty eight. Uh, and it's important for those guys to be rangy, man. Because if you're gonna, if you're gonna put him at safety, you're gonna you have to hope he can play some damn safety with range. Because if you're putting a guy at safety and and he can't, you know, stop his foot and and click and run to the, you know, sideline to sideline or hash to hash, you're in trouble. You know, so you're in trouble if if your if your safety can't, you know, if if you're gonna put a guy like Jacoby Stevens at free safety and. You know, you're you're going to be lucky because he's one of those guys that's, you know, six two, six three, like two thirty, who can run. Those are the type of guys that the NFL is growing into liking. You know, it's the. I, I'm not going to say Isaiah Simmons because that's you know he was one of those guys that like the league like fell in love with, but Jacoby Stevens is one of those like Deion Buchanan, um, scheme wise type players, but athletically like Stevens pops off the tape man uh there's one play in particular and I know a lot of football fans have probably seen it you know he cuts off a passing lane with one arm and, and intercepts the damn pass and you're like what the like who is this kid right and so you're watching his tape and and it just keeps getting better um in the Falcons so the Falcons met with Jacoby um and and, and I think that's you know that's definitely heartwarming because Stevens is one of those guys that you look at his tape and you're like, like, damn, I want this guy, you know? So you, every once in a while, uh, you know, fans and analysts will be watching tape and you're like, well, I want this guy because he plays so well, but I'm not sure how much of a fe- scheme fit he is, you know, like, like what, like what's an example? Um, Grant Delpit, for example, like you love the guy, but how much of a fit is he? Not a great one. Um, but but Stevens is one of those guys that you watch and you're like, damn, I want this guy. But you can have him because he fits, you know. So he fits what the Falcons want to do, 
athletically, like that dude can hit, he can run, you know, like he can stop on a dime and turn the other, like you'd be so impressed. Like if you have not watched Jacoby Stevens tape, you're missing out. Um, one of the guys on here, Hunter Thompson's uh, Twitter name is, is number one Jacoby Stevens fan. Like you'll, you're not going to find a group who's more like invested in the career of Jacoby Stevens than, than the Atlanta on air cap. Atlanta on air cast, excuse me. Uh, but you know, he's no, I don't, I, I don't believe he has any character issues. Um, I haven't, I haven't gone that far yet um, with his, with his background check. Um, but on the field, uh, I would put him, fr- I would put him uh, free cover one, cover two, uh, cover three type of guy. He can play a lot of coverages. Um, but I'd want to put him at safety over linebacker because I want him to have more control over the field. Just by just you know he's smart as hell and so athletic that I wouldn't want to limit him to to one third of the field. Uh, and and that's the you know that's free safety linebacker defensive line. Uh, and by that I mean the middle of the field being the linebackers would be the one third. Um, I would want him to you know have ability to play the safety line and the two in front of him. Uh, you've got guys like Foy said Alukan talking about how important it was to have a guy like ricardo allen who you know you wouldn't even think that this guy is talking to the defensive line but he was putting those guys in his in their alignments you know like telling tyler davison like step in at four i or step in at four or three technique that's the type of guy that you're going to get in jacoby stevens he's a super high iq safety with athletic traits that fly off of the tape um you know, obviously goes to a powerhouse school and it's a, you know, and that's not me saying, you know, scout the, scout the helmet, not the player. Um, but that, but that is important. You know, LSU breeds those guys that are usually really smart. Uh, I think Greedy Williams has done a pretty solid job and, and Cleveland. Uh, and I think Grant Delpit has also, I believe done a, a pretty solid job from what I've heard, you know, in, in camps and, and from the limited time he's seen. Um, and so Jacoby Stevens just comes from a program that that builds those hardworking, smart players. Um, but you know, individually, just looking at him as an individual, like if you played him at, at Wyoming or Illinois State, like I would still have the same judgment on the guy. He plays so well, like he's so he's like a definition of solid man. Like you turn on his tape, I can't. I, I if I go on and on about Jacoby Stevens' this podcast. Will be an hour and a half. I'll end it on this. Stevens is as solid as it gets. You're not going to find a guy who does his job better than Jacoby Stevens on a consistent basis. Um, but so those are a couple guys uh, that I view as perfect fits, um, or at least really, really good above average fits for the Atlanta Falcons in the 2021 draft. Uh, my name is Cam Marino. Socials are Marino NFL on Twitter. Uh, follow the guys. Atlanta on air on Twitter. Uh, we try to go live on Twitch once a week on uh, at the Atlanta on air uh, podcast as well. Um, but I will definitely be uh, you know trying to add more content as we go. Uh, NFL draft is nearing, uh, coming up in April, late April. Um, so I'm going to keep adding to these solo podcasts. You know, I like to kind of think out loud. Uh, I mean, I think this is a good platform for it. Uh, but yeah, like I said. Follow my socials, uh, Atlanta on Air, Twitter, Reno NFL, Twitter, uh, Atlanta Fanatics on Instagram. Um, but it's been fun, and I, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thank you.